Oh. <laughs> hey. Welcome to uh, Stars of Tomorrow, hosted by yours truly, Mr. Thrive. <laughs> well, welcome. I'm, I'm so happy you found this podcast. Now, before I begin explaining what it is, I just want to say that uh, from the bottom of my heart, you listening to this actually really does mean a lot. Um, okay, so what is Stars of Tomorrow? Stars of Tomorrow is exactly what it's describing. We're talking about uh, a, a podcast that I have essentially created that is going to be, you could say, the Hollywood prediction show. Uh, I, Mr. Thrive, um, am going to invite guests that I've interacted with in the industry in my career thus far, uh, in my ever-expanding notebook of names. Uh, I'm inviting them to the show to interview them, to pick their brain, to figure out who actually they are. Because these people... They're not just anybody. They're not just people I found and like, oh, they're interesting. Oh, they're nice. Oh, they're cool. These are actually people with qualities that are balanced between uh, a certain level of entrepreneurship, a certain level of artistry, a certain level of charm that I believe will be promising towards their future as a celebrity. And yes, I really do mean celebrity in the exact definition. I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about success. I'm talking about real time uh, you know, being becoming a celebrity, and that's really exciting and awesome. So it's a prediction show, you could say. Um, Stars of Tomorrow is going to uh, release an episode once a week. Uh, you are personally invited every week to listen to this amazing podcast. It's going to be super fun, super engaging. You're going to learn about a bunch of nobodies who will be somebody tomorrow. That is essentially the premise. Um, but now that leaves the last underlying question. Who the hell is conceited enough to name themselves Mr. Thrive? That is me. Uh, my friends call me uh, Charlie or Chaz. My parents call me Charlie. And when I'm in trouble, my mom calls me Charles Bennett Volk. That's my full name, you know, totally normal name. But then where the hell does Thrive come from? I'm not Kaiser Permanente, for fuck's sake, you know? So... Who, what, what, who is this Mr. Thrive guy, uh, and who is arrogant enough to name him that? Well, let me tell you, uh, Thrive actually has a personal place in my heart. Uh, you know, starting in high school, I had always done a different art in my different uh, school grades leading up to high school. But as soon as I got to high school, you know, the last art I took was trumpet. It was, was band and marching band, and I dropped the trumpet to pick up theater. Of all things, because the theater kids were the nicest guys at the school at Oak Park High School. It was strange and it was cool. And I was like, who, who are these guys? Why is this tall guy talking to me? You know, I'm just a, a normal freshman who walked in. I'm nobody. You know, someone took a chance with me. And uh, I tried out for comedy sports. And you know what? I, I may be funny looking, but I'm not funny enough to uh, end up uh, doing comedy sports. So instead, uh, what ended up happening was... I was funny looking enough for just normal dramatic theater. And also musicals, because you can be funny looking for that uh, and not be funny. So what that, what that led to was the first play I ever did, directed by uh, Alan Hunt. Uh, uh, we did Shakespeare's Merry Wives of Windsor. And for the first play I had ever done, and I'm calling it the first play because... The ones you do in elementary school where you kind of hold hands and you read off of a piece of paper and all your parents are there, those don't count. If you ever say 
that you did plays as a kid and they were just the elementary school stuff, you can you, you can get in line, buddy. But um, this was a start to learning about what it means to be a thespian. This is this 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 was the start to learning what it meant to perform and to make yourself vulnerable. And so the director took a chance with me, and he casted me in a small supporting role named Bardolf. And there's, in one of the opening scenes, Falstaff uh, begins to, I guess, fire some of his older constituents, and my character Bardolf gets fired. And before leaving stage, I deliver the line, It is a life that I have desired. I will thrive. So... This insignificant line I kind of took to heart because I actually really liked just the way it sounded. It is a life that I have desired, I will thrive. And that resonated with me because at the end of the day, uh, we, we, we tell that to ourselves all the time. When you, when you jump into the industry, uh, you see a director that inspires you. You see an actor that pulls off a performance that no one else could. And you say to yourself, uh, that is a life I have desired. I want to thrive. Uh, and so you jump, you kind of take this leap of faith and you do it. And I, I do that every day, you know, and I, I've chosen a very weird path too for the way I want to accomplish what I want to accomplish. My personal dream is to become a screenwriter and director. And of all the things that I could do to lead up to that, I chose to be an audio technician in the entertainment industry. That is my current job. I'm an audio technician at a studio out in Culver city. And you might be thinking to yourself, doing the crazy algorithms and mathematics and geometry and rocket science that goes into figuring out what a career path is in the, in the film industry, how the hell does an audio technician become a, a film director or a screenwriter? Well, you know, the simple answer to this is that, luckily, most of the film industry is complete bullshit. I will say that again, just to let that resonate for a second. The film industry has no structure, and thus it is bullshit. They, they, they may make you feel like there is a certain amount of hierarchy, but at the end of the day, when you're not attached to a company, even though I am, by the way, and I'll get to that in a second, but when you're not attached to a company, and everyone's freelancing, and everyone's really just networking and marketing, you realize that the way that you get a promotion, unlike other industries is you literally stand up on a podium one day and you say, I hath become a director. And then suddenly you're a director. You know, that's, that's really all you have to do. I mean, of course, you got to make the films and you got to write the screenplays. Of course, you got to do that because then otherwise no one's going to ever know you and your self-proclamation is really just uh, blind arrogance and ignorance put together. It's a really bad combination I've seen many a times and many people fall for. Um, but I am a, I am a screenwriter and director because that's what I went to school for. I, I went to San Francisco State and I studied cinema and I went into it knowing that uh, once I got in there, uh, I wanted to direct and screenwrite. But I also knew that uh, as soon as I left school, the school that like many other schools out there, would not help me pursue my career path beyond being in that school. Uh, I learned, I, I knew that that writing and directing is not a practical means to go by to make ends meet. 
So I also learned uh, audio. And I also studied a wide variety of stuff too. I also studied like a little bit of animation. I studied a little bit of lighting and camera. And quite frankly, lighting and camera, while it is an absolutely beautiful art, is something that I will never understand because it's just, it's out of practice, out of mind for me. You know, I just don't do it enough. But audio made sense because I'm constantly hearing things. And as soon as I understood the science of sound and how it worked, I could understand the science behind the digital formatting that goes into uh, overlapping the different layers into the pre-fade, goes into the bus, comes out the post-fade. And then suddenly the science of sound mixing made sense and I would practice it quite often. Instead of being a PA on a shoot uh, in college, I would then uh, be a sound mixer or a boom operator. And I love that so much more than, than being a PA, than, than the guy who has to run and grab coffee, than the guy who has to kiss ass, and than the guy who has to, you know, do these painstaking tasks and be the last one at the end of the day to leave the set. Now, don't get me wrong, when I actually joined into the film industry, which really just meant making connections and getting contacted to come PA last minute on a shoot that would la go until like 11 p.m. or 1 a.m. the next day, crazy stuff like that. Things where you had to drop your entire schedule just to be on a set. Uh, don't get me wrong, I definitely did my share of PAing. And in a later segment, if you go on to my Patreon, you will actually get exclusive content uh, with personal uh, vignettes and stories and eventually even bloopers uh, for, this, uh, for this podcast. Uh, and all personal vignettes, not just from me, personal vignettes from the people I interview, which is really exciting. Uh, Anyway, though, without getting sidetracked, without my personal plug-in of the Patreon, uh, which is still in establishment right now, you cannot log into it just yet. Within a couple episodes, I will have something to read off to you guys, I promise. Uh, but, uh, you know, I did my share of PAing, and there's, there's a, there eventually, in, in your time in the industry, if you are listening and you are part of the industry you and I both know that there's eventually a point where you just got to say, I'm above this. And as, as, as bad as that is to say, you also got to put yourself at a certain level of quality. And that's what I did. I wanted to be an asset. And also, I think, I think one unconsidered uh, facet of being a sound mixer that a lot of skeptics kind of set aside and they don't really think about is the fact that sound mixers are constantly, constantly listening uh, to everybody. Um, and I'm not, I'm not talking about privately because I'm a guy that respects privacy. But I'm talking about when you're on set and you're working, you actually are always hearing how the actor is communicating with the director to create the story. You're listening to the language. You're listening to kind of the psych, two psychologies uh, working together to create something. And you think to yourself, uh, oh, well, that's actually really interesting. I could pick up some notes on that. And if anything, if when I'm sound mixing, I almost feel like I'm taking a master class to directing and even screenwriting to a certain extent and how to work with actors. And those are the biggest facets to being a director. Um, I've made my own films when I was in college. I uh, made my own thesis. I made films in college and before college and high school as well. Uh, I've made a few productions outside of college, one in which is currently in post-production called Box of Heroes. Uh, it is currently in post-production and our hope is to get it through the circuits of film festivals and whatnot. We'll see where that goes. I mean. But this podcast is to further exemplify the valuing of self for me personally. Uh, and, and that's something that really excites me is that finally I'm in a position where I've given myself an option 
to value myself even more than what I am. Because this podcast, I'm calling it right now, uh, is going to be big over time. It will be. It, it has to be. Because we're interviewing, I'm, I'm interviewing nobodies that will be somebody tomorrow. And then we're going to follow them up and be like, this was your first interview. Do you realize that? This was your first interview before you got big. That's what makes this podcast right here significant is that it's kind of down and dirty. It, we want to learn about the nitty gritty details of people. We want to be funny, by the way, because I mean, if you're driving to work and I'm not saying a single thing funny, then I've, I've failed at my job, uh, which is to entertain up to a certain extent because not all art is meant to be enjoyed. But anyway, I could go off on a tangent about that. The point is, the point is, the point is. This podcast is going places, and you're listening to the very first introductory episode to Stars of Tomorrow. Uh, this is my personal baby as of right now. I am super excited to get it launched. Uh, it's going to be developing in such a beautiful way. I have two uh, guests scheduled for the very near future, our very first interview with a man named Owen Fox, really creative guy, uh, a writer who is currently publishing a book. And then after that, uh, a YouTube vlogger named Amanda Viatoro, who is already, uh, I will say, semi-viral. Semi uh, she's really brilliant. I have uh, other friends as well coming in. And Izzy, my friend uh, Izzy Salant, who uh, is a promising screenwriter and playwright, who is actually an award-winning screenwriter and playwright, and so many more. I mean, I, I, the other day I was sitting at work, and uh, I was at the phase now where it's like, okay, I got to consider who I'm going to put on the show. And I was going through Facebook trying to see just uh, the people that I've kind of become friends with over time through the film industry. And I was writing down the names. I'm making a big list uh, going through Facebook and Instagram, trying to figure out who I'm going to interview. And uh, when I finished going through the list of followers and friends that I have through the two social medias, I wrote down 126, 126 individuals to uh that are that are that are worthy of being interviewed on this and that's not to say that i just saw all my film industry friends that have my contacts that i've made over time there are absolutely people out there who uh i looked at you know and I, of course I, I know their drive i see what they're becoming and uh i i can't accept everybody and in my mind if you're friends with me it's an application to be on this show if you're friends with me and you're in the entertainment industry it's an application to be on this show, and some of them don't pass, and it's simply because they don't have the drive, the entrepreneurship, the artistry, that uh, charm that I mentioned before uh, to becoming a celebrity, at least in my eyes. And so uh, there's a lot of names on, on there, though, on the contrary, that are worthy of being that. So this show, you can call it the Hollywood Prediction Show. It is formally called Mr. Thrive's Stars of Tomorrow, as someone whose mother always told him growing up that your face is the perfect face for radio, I could not be more excited to finally be pursuing uh, the mother, my mother's dream. Uh, just stay tuned. Around the corner, uh, Owen Fox to be interviewed and many, many more. This is going to be a great one. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of the week. Thank you. Hey guys, did you like that episode? Be sure to follow on Instagram. That is Mr. Thrive, Mr. Period Thrive. 
uh, to stay tuned with Stars of Tomorrow. Also, follow the Facebook page at Stars of Tomorrow to stay connected. Uh, this is going to be a great show. We'll see you next week on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.